right. Should we start this podcast or yeah, what? Yeah, welcome back. What Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Rock your body. Yeah. Everybody. Rock your body. Right. All right. Back streets. Back. All right. Oh, thank God. I was like, who's taking high? Who's taking low? Because we didn't do it the first time. We've always got to figure that out. Bookmarks back. All right. And welcome back to uh, Bookmark It (laughs) Podcast. We are Hannah and Malia. Or Malia and Hannah. Correct. I like, I've just been going. Do you think people can tell who's who if they don't know us? (laughs) I hope not. I mean, we have very different voices. We do. But it's like uh, this voice talking right now is Hannah. It is. And this is Malia. But what's funny is when I hear myself, even when I'm talking right now, I feel like I sound uh, like a lower register. And then when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, my God, I sound like a valley girl. But in my mind, yeah. I sound really cool. I have a deeper voice. You do. And yeah. I never noticed that because I always thought my voice was like yours. Yeah. It's not. No. I didn't notice You're that different. until I did radio. And um, the first time I did radio, the one of the other like hosts – she told me off air she said I really like your voice it sounds like you're always hungover <laughs> and I, I mean was like, is it I think it's just because it's kind of masculine no it's, it's not ground- it's grounded thank you I like th- it makes you. me feel secure not like a man men make me very insecure so <laughs> <laughs> but those are also my issues okay we don't have to dive into that unless that's no, what no, you no, want no. we'll to. get into that when I start relating myself <laughs> to the character more <laughs> Um, well, <gasps> you are this character. Mm, oh my God, that's a r- I fucking forgot. It, well, I'm forcing you into this role, but it's seeming more but that's accurate. That's because we had a conversation off air where it was like, if you were one of the main characters, which yeah. one would you be? And I don't think either of us is Aylin from Absolutely not. No, um, she's way too like emo mixed with lanky. And let's be real, if you haven't seen our videos yet, neither of us are petite women. We may be short, but we're stout. <laughs> like Sturdy. Sturdy. <laughs> so, like, yeah, we're definitely not Aelin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, nah. But I think I think you're very Feyre. I think you're not wrong, and I think that you will wear purple lace denim thongs. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's, all you have to do is read it, and then you'll know. Um, what is her name? Um... Bryce. Bryce Quinlan. Bryce from the Crescent City series. Crescent City. Don't you worry. We're going to get there. And if. Oh, girl, we're going to get there. And when we do, it's <sighs> over. I'm That book is a roller coaster. I mean, it's and a it fire hose stop. straight to your face. And it, it literally does. Literally from stop. page one. Page one. I mean, okay, we got it. We'll come back to that. There's just so many things yeah. I have to say about it. I fucking love it. Yeah. I fucking love it. Now, when I first started reading, I was like, I fucking hate this. Yeah, you have to read the first 80 pages six times before you're like, what? Literally, you have to take like notes and go, where's the fucking tree? I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Either way, welcome back to Book Market Podcast. Yeah. We left off at chapter 19. We decided to make that a whole episode because we, ended we at couldn't 19, shut yeah. up. We couldn't. We, we're trying a new format, and it was a particularly detailed, longer chapter. There was a lot. So, um, take it or leave it. We're going to start with chapter 20. So, you ready to dive in? I, um, we relive Feyre's interpretation of the Atter visit. She takes space from the memories by busying herself with preparations for Kalanmai, 
which we learned about in the previous chapter she didn't want to think about the adder because she did this whole painting and she didn't like it so she went and helped Alice in the in the little garden nope not garden kitchens to just take her mind off of it um in this chapter we hear more about the fairy festival where they have the great right um which is some sort of homage to the um, spirit of magic to keep the lands healthy and fertile. Um, and we we got just a spattering of that in chapter 19. Uh, but in this chapter, we hear that um, Tamlin finally lets it out to Pharaoh that h- as High Lord, he has, like, has to participate in this... Uh, in this great right and then he gives no further information or detail um and he tells Farah to stay locked in her room and out of sight end of story no discussions stay locked up bitch and then she doesn't shucker um goes on out to Kalanmai, which is out out in the hills of the spring court where she lives yeah spring court um she shows up, she wanders about, gets semi-accosted by these three other fairies, um, and they're sketchy as hell, and then she gets saved, quote-unquote, by this mystery man. Um, I'm the one with tingles now. Oh, me too. Um, <laughs> and I got chills that multiplying. There's no power here, but he he does supply it. I will never. You're the one editing it, Hannah. If you cut this out, I swear to God. Uh, And and the why do I continue to break into song when I'm not musically inclined? Because it's fun and it's what you're feeling. Because music moves us. Duh. Uh, And then the chapter ends with her saying she was saved, quote unquote, by the most beautiful man she's ever seen literally how i finished my summary yeah exactly i said pharaoh thinks she's he's the most beautiful man she's ever seen exactly (laughs) and that is my summary of chapter 20 and i've got some bullet points girl 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 Girl. um i'm just gonna kick it off with you know callan mai is upon us i'm still very unsure if i'm saying that correctly but i'm gonna go with that's that's how all the audiobooks say it is callan mai thank god i don't think i made it that far it's Kalamai. It's fire night. Woo woo. It's party yeah, yeah. time. But Farah's not invited. She's not invited. I would be, I'd have FOMO. Well, I can't see it right this second, but I did touch on it. Um, oh, wow. All my, there are on, I think that might be on the next one actually, but realistically, she's not invited. She's excluded. She's, he tells her, you know, you got to stay locked He's, up in your room. It's not like you're not invited. It's literally like, um, cause he, she, Farah runs into Tamlin before like he leaves for the party and <laughs> bye bitch. <laughs> and he's, he's so like callous sergeant. and rigid. Yeah. It's like sergeant like and commanding and stay in your room, lock the door. Don't yeah. ask questions. Yeah. Has he never heard of reverse psychology? <laughs> yeah. And Someone it's like, don't come out till morning, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, watch me. That's what I say. Watch me, ho. Yeah, but it's just <laughs> annoying. And then he dips out, and of course, she's just like, "All right, well, 
Well, before we even get that far, I need to I need to touch on something that really bothered me from the last episode. It's how we ended, and I feel like you already knew oh, what I was going to okay, say. Okay, okay. I did how skim this, over this. How this chapter starts is her going into her little paint room and reliving her memories. This is how she in a very honest way and not I'm not actually making fun of this because I do appreciate the way people process her way of processing her emotions and what she's lived through and her traumas or whatever just processing is to paint them and if that's a great way for her to do it cool but it bothers me that she's painting the adder because that's what she does and she's painting it accurately based off the description that we get later can I can I'm just saying but she, she can I said argue the, the other side? She literally said, it, it's, yes, I get it. She's imagining what it looks like. How is this bitch imagining that it looks exactly like it looks I when don't she didn't see it? And she just heard its wings and smelled its stinky breath. I don't think that she's she sat down with the intention to paint the adder. I think she just sat down with the intention to paint and she let the brush take her where, where it did. I want to break that brush. Yes, but <laughs> like... Who's to say that, because she's been having all these nightmares. I was going to say, oh my God, you just made me think, do you think it's like a part of her um, seeing the, like, she had, I mean, all these dreams that she's having, spoiler alert, they're they're visions of the future, absolutely. Yeah, so it's like, who's to say that she didn't have a glimpse of this creature in one of her dreams. She just doesn't even know it. And then she just paints it unknowingly, and she's painting this creature just to paint it, because it's this weird image, like... You know how you get these weird images yeah, in your head, and absolutely. this is how she gets them out. And I was so, so set on being annoyed by it, but damn, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, er. I, I'm just—that's me playing the other side because I can understand where it's like devil's advocate. It's uh, it's not. I I don't think I'm really a devil's advocate. I think I'm just you don't think you're trying to bring a different devil? perspective. I like that. It's not the devil's perspective. It's just mine. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I get what you mean, like where it's, oh, she didn't see it, but somehow she's yeah. painting it. But at this point in the chapter, if you really do read into it, she doesn't know she's painting the adder at all. Oh, yeah. No, you, I mean, you're not wrong. She I was irritated by it, but that's a good The finished product point. was chilling enough. I had to set it aside. And then because she'd never she seen it. Yeah. No, and I then get, she I get just it. said, I'm going to do anything to avoid going to the garden where the adder <laughs> might appear. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, but no, I mean, we all get agitated by things. We, yeah, I was just irritated. Um, and then also right at the beginning of this, you know, she's painting and then she's hearing the drum beats from the hills, the hillside. I'm just imagining my And it just gets, it's like uh, one, one, two. One, one, two, and it just gets faster yeah. and faster. You could twerk uh, to it. Uh, Go uh, on, man. Uh, Go on. Uh, Get down. <laughs> but uh, no, but she's like the drums are calling to me. There. If they're I was editing me. this episode, I literally from the minute the fucking episode started, I would have the beat, the drum beats in the background. And through the whole episode, I would have them get faster and faster and faster and faster. Well, Almost I'm going to say like you're editing this episode. You could no, do that. I mean like on the Hulu show. Mm-hmm. Like you know when. Who? And Lil Wayne's a milli, a milli, a milli. You always think it's going to stop. A million here, a you million there. You always think it's going to stop. And the it's background, a milli, just never changes. Long hair with coconut DNA. Love that song. God, what a great album. But that's what, oh, so good. So good. Um, 
but that's what I would do. I like that. If you I, wanted I would my be so down for that. Yeah. Um, Sarah, 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 Sarah. Make it happen. Just subtly do what I can do. Um. Uh, okay. okay. So yeah. Let's so get. I really let's like get on. I'm just excited to move on because I want to get to yeah, Kalamai yeah, yeah. because things oh happen. Oh my and god! I love them. So many things happen. But I do. I was. I did ask the question to myself, and I'm going to ask you. I wonder what about the drums? It was like she literally says they're calling her, or they screamed at her to go. Like I think it's like just was the that magic. the magic? I think it's because just the she magic. Said she in could the air. taste the yeah, magic in because the air. It's it's not just her that seems to be affected by the drums. It's everyone. Like, oh. Tamlin's affected. He's like, I gotta now, go. Do you think this is a Lucian's beat? affected later, like, when we meet him during Cal and Mai. Like, he's affected. Like, I gotta go. Mm so I feel like it's just the magic in the air. It's the, the environment. You know? And I think, as a human, she may not feel it as intensely, but she still feels it. What? There's a good part that about I about how she leaves her snacks. <laughs> no, I she is food motivated for sure. Oh my god, no, that's not in this chapter. It's not. It's she in the next does. one. No, it's not in this chapter. You wanna you wanna bet? Yeah, I do. Because I blatantly described what I she did as he eat. commanded. Though I soon realized wait, wait. that I'd locked myself in my room without having eaten dinner. Yeah, she does. She also does it in the next chapter after Cal and Mai, which just further proves that she is food motivated. Okay. Well, because she again goes okay, to bed went, without dinner. Too, yes, but you went too far. Okay, before -uh, that. It's 184. I know, but we haven't gotten that far. What do she you mean? She talks about dinner, but she didn't go out and get it. She didn't go out to the kitchens and get it. She, she no, thinks about dinner and going to bed she, hungry. She thinks about dinner and how all the kitchens took all the food out to Cal and Mai. Yeah, and yeah. that's her like justification for going out. I'm going to have to have come back to that one because on the first page, it's really important to me that we talk about <laughs> um, we talk about Tamlin before he tells her to go into her room and close the door and, like, basically lock herself in there. Uh, it's a really big cut to him um, standing in the hallway shirtless with his baldric across his bare chest just ready to go. Mm -hmm. And she's like, ooh. Obviously, this must be a super serious festival if, um, you know, even his beast form isn't enough. He has to be a man with a baldric on. I mean, she said, are you going into battle? <laughs> exactly. And he just said, stay in your chamber. Yeah, battle of sorts. And when we get there, I'll tell you what it is. Spoiler alert, it's a sex battle. <laughs> you can cut that out if you want. <laughs> no. But, um, no. <laughs> please don't, because that's how I feel about it. And I can't wait to get to, when we get to chapter 21, y'all, I got some things to say. Uh, but point is, is he comes out and, and honestly, I was really, really okay with him coming out. I was like, no one's ever really upset about some abs. So drip, drip. No. That's yeah. me drooling. Yeah. <laughs> I will be cutting that out. No. Why? You make the same sound. You're cutting all mine out. I do those no, no, as no. a joke. Oh no. I'm keeping all of those. No. Yeah, absolutely. That's not what the people want. Don't do that to me. Stop doing that. I don't like it. If you can't tell, sh which you can't because you can't see her feet. She's rubbing me with her foot, and I, I'm not a fan. Um. Anyways, back to your uh, stay in your room. No, I just thought it was funny because she literally was just sitting there, like, twiddling her thumbs. And then, you know, when you have nothing to do and you're like, well, I'm hungry. Um, but she doesn't leave her room to get food. But she makes a mention that, that she, she had locked herself in her room without eating dinner. Yeah, and that's I think a foreshadowing to later when yeah, she does leave her room to get a snack. And I will literally describe them snacks to you because I wrote them down one for one. I'm impressed by them, honestly. I'll, I'll get to it. It's in Chapter 21. 
factually. I, I already have it in my notes for chapter 21. Oh my gosh, did you write exactly what she eats? Yes. Thank God. I was like, man. I'm not gonna I have a funny note about the cookies, too. Oh my God, I hope it's the same note <laughs> that I had. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, okay. okay yeah, we gotta get to it. We gotta okay. get to it. Okay. Um, yeah. Can you tell we're actually enjoying this book now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, she follows these drums. She's hanging out, whatever. Oh, I did say, he said, stay in your room. And I, I actually told myself has that line ever worked on anyone no the answer is no no parent has that ever worked with everyone always peeks their head out of the door if you tell me not to do something i'm gonna immediately do it why why is he so naive because he's he just never had a child before? no it's because he's an alpha and he said you do what i say Ugh. exactly Ugh. gross get out of here um, and that's where i said someone needs to teach him about reverse psychology because he could have <laughs> been like you can come out of your room if you want but like it's probably so much nicer inside your room i'd be there if i could but i gotta participate <laughs> in the stupid right oh my god it's so dumb um but i mean basically she just gets herself into a bad situation unknowingly well it's it's not she, so you know curiosity kills the cat right but like these drums are calling to her and i'll make a reference to this later because it's just all these things are just she's they're just calling to her and she just has to ask but realistically you know this bitch is just curious she want to know why there's drums. It's FOMO. It's, it's fucking FOMO. Absolutely. Why if can't everyone, this party? Literally everyone <laughs> in the entire estate. They didn't even leave one the person back. The whole territory. They weren't like, if you're really, if you were really concerned about her staying, you would have put some, some sentry on guard oh, duty yeah. to be like, you're not allowed to participate. You can do it next year. You know, you <laughs> drew, we rolled the dice and you drew wrong. Oh, absolutely, but they don't. No, they're just trusting that her stupid human we'll just is going to stay in, in her room because she was told to get the fuck out. Yeah, get out of here, man. Literally. Um, um, so she goes off into she leaves the estate, goes to Kalanmai up the, through the woods to the forest yeah. to the little hillside where the she puts the drums on a little are going. Clothes. She does hide to hide her to hide her features. Yeah. But my question was, um, she asks. Where did all these fairies come from? Where the fuck did all the fairies come from? Because there's a shit ton of fairies with masks on, and they're all from the spring court. Where the frick do they live? In the spring court. But where? So, um, without giving anything away. I mean, way later we find out she goes and builds towns and stuff. There's but towns like, and villages where? in the spring court. It's, it's all around. Look, if you look at the map, the spring court's huge. I know that, but I'm just saying it seems like she's wandered this whole estate. But, like, how big is – it just makes me question how big is Tamlin's estate for real that you don't even see any other life except for the people that live at the estate. You could live on an estate and all the houses are just far enough away that you don't see them. They could be down That's a hill, through a brook, said. across the stream. But she's wandered so much. I mean, she's been on patrol. That's my point is like, it seems like but she's been patrol, so far out. The patrol is just right along the border. She's I'm not like not patrolling saying, the entire border. I think just it's just it one section of woods. how big it is. It, it, I'm just saying his estate must be massive. Yeah, I mean, I'm imagining like a southern plantation type estate. like. Okay big rolling hills well and she also says wow okay so back to this then there's two things that kind of bother me it but doesn't the towns bother me. are probably in the other direction because all of her wondering has been towards the woods towards the border mm -hmm. and all of the other towns are sort of away from the border mm, i guess you might i mean i'm sure you're right i'm just it just like it just made me go 
I would ask the same question. Where the fuck do these people come from? Yeah. That's what I think every time I go to Dallas. Where does everyone live? It is confusing. You see all of the businesses, but where are the homes? If you ever go to Dallas, ask yourself the same question. Do you see a residential area? I don't. I think it's just spread out. It's so confusing. Um, but it also brings me to, while she's going through um, the hills and the forest and ch- checking out the party, she's like, oh, there's all these high fae here. And then I was like, how can she tell they're high fae versus other regular fairies? Because later, a, a few pages into the chapter, she's also like, and then there's other fairies. And I'm like, but how can you tell the difference? Like, what's we know the difference is their lifespan and various factors about them. But what makes high fae look different than, like, A-list? I think high fae look more humanoid, where they're human and they have fairy features like pointed ears or maybe elongated fangs. Mm. Some of them have the ability to shapeshift, as we know. But the lesser fairy would be, like, the blue guy who got killed Mm. and was dumped at the border with the wings. Um, Or, like, all the other supportive type. I I hate using the term lesser fairy because then it just makes me feel bad. (laughs) But, (laughs) like, that is what they're called in the the book. Um, It's people who don't look humanoid. They look more like traditional... Uh, storybook fairy where they actually look like a mythical creature versus oh I could pass for a human if I covered my ears and acted more like a clumsy stupid person yeah okay. that that was that my question for me. that's my interpretation I, that. I don't know that if that's right. my reality okay so thank you yeah um I'm sure you have other questions but there there was one other th- well I have a few other points but really one that these are really sequential because she notices when she's looking at these high fairy or high fae, whatever, she's looking at them head on and they become blurs of color, is uh-huh. what she says. But when she looks at them, uh, like looks ahead and sees them out of her peripherals, she can actually see them clearly. So she realizes she's been glamored yeah. to not be able to see them. And my question was, and this is actually for you, was <laughs> she always glamored and could never see them or... Did she somehow get glamored for this situation? Like, is that all the magic? Because, like, she literally said you can smell. Like, normally you smell magic when it's, like, coming and going. But, like, it's just pungent in the air, um, which means it's just everywhere all at once all the time. So did she get glamored without knowing it? Or is she just coming to the realization she's been glamored this whole time? Um, I Because she pissed either way. Yeah. Well, she already knows that she's been glamored by Tamlin. If you recall, when she first came to the estate, it was empty. Right. And then after, like, she almost left and Tamlin caught her, blah, 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 whatever. They have that whole thing. And he's like, no, I've just been glamoring everyone so that you can't see them so you weren't scared. Mm. Um, So I think that this was another attempt by Tamlin to glamour. Because he even said in the previous chapter, oh, like, what are those hills? What's all the all the bonfires being built and he says oh it's fire night if you see more fairies on the estate than normal don't pay any attention to them just ignore them Mm. and so i think this might have been his attempt to continue to to do the same thing that he did when she originally arrived at the estate and glamour her from being able to see who's who kind of thing but she's like in the midst of it and things are obviously like he can't uphold that glamour because of the blight on magic but also because like 
he's she's not even supposed to be out so yeah she's supposed to be locked in her room yeah so i think like the glamour that he put on is sort of holding but not well and so yeah she i don't think she knows she's glamored but i think that well obviously she knows she's glamored when she realizes she can't see him but like i feel like it was just done as a precautionary thing okay that's what my gut tells me because like we already know that tamlin has glamored her in the past without her knowing he ain't got no chill yeah, so well, what's to stop her What's to stop sense. her from doing the same thing again? That's fair. That's fair. That's she's walking around like all these fairies, checking out the scenery, going down the little hill slope, following everybody into this little cave. That's The floor is lined with pelts, and people are lined up against the hallways of this cave. Um, what is it? So just imagine she's walking through this cave, can't see their faces. She just sees blurs of color and then a bunch of fucking, like, in my mind, it's like deers and bear rugs. <laughs> I don't know why it's deer, probably, in my head. but it's like it's because there's a lot of references to deer. Yeah, I have a good one in the next in the next chapter is when we really find out what the Great Right is. Yeah, and and then I have some I have some questions for you. Yeah, I mean uh, at this point she's really just exploring. She's she's exploring. She's exploring. She like she sees she's it all. just like I'm here, I'm out, I'm looking. I'm people, doing things. People getting crunk. Um, and just like normal people who go sporing, but they're not prepared to go sporing, they get themselves in a situation mm. that they um, didn't foresee. Yeah, this is, uh, I feel like we're talking about the same scenario, and I'm going to go ahead and call a trigger warning for it is um, a trigger warning. for any people that have been in any situation where you are powerless mm-hmm. or have the you are very aware that you have the extreme disadvantage and there's not much you can do. So it powerless. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. But yeah. Trigger warning. Do you, do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's just kind of gross. Well, but it's a really pivotal it moment. <laughs> She's exploring. And then she gets cornered by like the, these three guys. Absolutely. Fairies. They're, they're, they're fairies, fairies, but they're tall and linky and, and they don't have masks on. They don't have masks Which on. Is th- so this is her first run-in without with a fairy that doesn't have a mask. Yeah. And I think... There's fairy from every court. Yeah, I think... But she obviously doesn't know that because no one's fucking telling her anything. And that's why she's not prepared, which is... Yeah. It's so infuriating. It like so infuriating. So much of it could... I get it. But it's that's the, like every story where you're like, why couldn't you It's just in the script. Like, I get it. Like, you have to have this stuff happen so that the other events can happen. I get it. I get it. I get it. Why people it. can't just give some detail, though. Like, go on. Yeah. It's every story that's ever infuriated me. Like, just don't whisper vague mysteries in someone's ear and then die. Just tell them the fucking story. Um, but yeah, she basically, um, someone grabs her and she whirls around and realizes that she's basically cornered by like these three unmasked fairies mm-hmm. and they don't have good intentions. No, they right off the bat. You get, it's that fe- if you're a no, woman, you no. know, the feeling it's, it's gross. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. You immediately try to remove yourself or to appease the situation so that they don't feel threatened and you can somehow get away kind of thing. Um, but they're all infatuated with the fact that she's a human woman out on Calamai. Well, and they're also really creepy looking too. They're not yeah. the same as the other fairies that she's experienced. They're, yeah, they're, they're taller, taller and they're lanky yeah. and they're pasty and they have black eyes yeah. and they're just like all around aside from, you know, we've all seen those creep factors. I mean, I'm sure there's many people even that aren't women who've experienced that, that creep fa- where you just know. Yeah, like, but this happens in Twilight. <sighs> yeah. 
I'm not joking. This this literally happens. Well, we in know Twilight. she takes from real life, <laughs> real life that she's seen in the movie. No, but I mean, it's the same thing in Twilight. Bella's walking down, and it's those. I mean, obviously, like the situation's different, the motives are different, blah blah blah, whatever. But she's walking down, the guys like antagonize her, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, come on, whatever." Like it's almost like catcalling, but in the way where yeah, but these guys actually physically surround Pharaoh, which well, is like if you've again that physically in Twilight, if you've ever oh, see. I didn't love Twilight, so I'm, I, you know, as soon as his shirt came off and he was sparkling like a fucking disco ball, I was like, <laughs> A, I love that. I don't know where he got that body glitter, but B, this movie sucks. Oh, I'm talking about the books. Sorry. Oh, I hated those too. Yeah. I think Stephanie Meyer's a terrible writer. Well, I read them in um, middle school. That makes sense. They're middle school grade literature. Yeah. I literally started Twilight in sixth grade. That makes sense. Again, so. I, I don't appreciate her writing, and yeah. I'm going to say this right now. If anyone I watch w- the movies when I'm really sad. Because it's like well, trash TV to me. This could be a whole separate episode of a podcast that has nothing to do with any of these, but I genuinely think Stephanie Meyer stole this whole storyline. I told you this yes. from the girl who wrote A Demon in My View. I Okay, uh, I immediately I immediately bought the book and, and read it. Uh, Amelia Atwater Rhodes. I have it right here because I actually do love this book, and I it's read it. It's a great it. book. It's so good. It, it, once you, it leaves you wanting so much more. Yes, and... It's there's so more. Good. You know there's more. Yeah. Okay. I was like, there's actually more. Yeah. And it's so good. And I genuinely, like, when this book, uh, Demon in My View, was published, I want to say in, like, the early 2000s, um, like, 2002, 2004. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, which is such a new Okay. Wow. 2000. It was copywritten in 2000. Yeah. And Twilight came out in 2005. And I genuinely have never liked Stephanie Myers' writer. No offense, but I just I just don't like her style, and yeah. I don't love the story. I just didn't love the actors. And then after I put it t- three and five together, yeah, <laughs> wasn't even two and two. I was like, oh my god, yeah, bitch stole it. But that's kind of the situation of like she gets pinned and cornered. Sorry, and we go. We're going back to uh, the book we're sorry. actually talking about. Yeah, so um, <laughs> Feyre gets pinned pinned and cornered and literally physically surrounded by these three yeah, um, and, and these that's, three fairies. It's one of those things where like they surround her and then remove her from the crowd. They, yeah, it's like it's they slowly so nudge creepy. her. So, I mean, and it's one of those things where there's nothing you can do because you know you're outpowered, you're outnumbered. Yeah. Um, but you they try keep, to get loud. Yeah. They also keep like making like oh you're out on Kalanmai like justifying it but we still don't know what Kalanmai or the great right is and it's like oh well if you're out here you must want it kind of thing it's Uh, like yeah why are you wearing that outfit like fuck off because I want to look like this yeah it's every like scary moment you've had as a but all wrapped into one (laughs) yeah it really is and it's she does she does all the things it's funny because you see her go through the emotions where she gets quiet and she shuts down and she tries to lock up well she even realizes she she goes oh shit i am not near anyone and if i yelled out no one would be able to save well but she did so so at first she tries to go for her weapons because she has you know the her knife strapped to her and they stop her from it she's like fuck i can't reach my weapons so then she goes you know you go through the the motions in your head you're like um okay well now i'm gonna scream fuck Okay, don't touch me there, or don't, don't, uh, yeah, don't leave me alone. Leave, yeah, she keeps yelling, and then by the end of it, that's when she realizes, like, she's in, she's on the edge of the woods, she's away from everyone, and she just goes, like, she's looking around for anyone that can help, and no one is there. Yeah, um, it's very much. Have you seen the last duel? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that movie fucked me up. No lie, but it's the same. If you haven't seen the movie, you should definitely watch it. It's fucking amazing. Uh. 
but the episode or the the excerpt with Adam, what's his face, and the girl where he's mm-hmm. raping her is really what's happening. Yeah. And which is the whole point of this the whole story and the whole movie is about this one incident where he sees it one way perceptively and she has a completely different perception. Um it's just really interesting to see those two things come yeah. to head. And it's it's the same thing because he can see how he's justifying in his head. Like, she was saying no, but that's what girls have to do. Mm. Because, but she really wanted it. And she was like, no, no, no. no I no literally no. ran from you <laughs> and was screaming and said no. And that's that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just so interesting. Yeah. So trigger um, warning if you see that movie too. Cause but don't worry. Uh, her knight in shining armor shows up. The most attractive man she's ever seen in her life. Yeah. So one of them, like, I guess pushes her down on the ground. Um, no, she doesn't go on the ground. Does she? One of them shoved me and I staggered, falling out of their grasp. The, grass, the ground welled up beneath me and I reached for my knives, but sturdy hands grasped me under the shoulders before I could draw them or hit the grass. So she, like... She's like shoved to the mid, ground. Mid and fall, she's yeah. caught. Like so, she's that's all. Like she did not fall. You're right. She yeah. did fall. Yeah. Um, but this is one of my favorite lines ever, of a character being introduced. Mm. Tell me why. He says, "This guy catches her, right? Mm. We don't know who this guy is." And he says, "There you are. I've been looking for you." Samesies. But it's literally like if you're at a bar and someone's annoying you and another guy shows up and puts his arm around you and is like, hey, girl, like, I've been looking. Oh, my looki- God, there you are. Yeah, or like, hey, babe, I've been looking for you. Like, it's one like of those things. I feel like we've all had one of those people. Yeah, yeah, it's where they, like, you notice someone in a bad situation, even though it may not be bad yet. It, it gives that vibe. And this person swoops in and just sort of gets that creepy person to leave. Yeah, shout out to those people. Yeah. Good looking out. If you notice something, say so- it's better to be like, hey, like, we got to go. And then if they're, like, fine, they'll say fine. But if yeah. they're not, they'll latch on to you and be like, thank yeah. you. Yeah, like, Extend we, we got to go find our friends or whatever, For even the if they don't fucking the know you. out there. Yeah. Absolutely. I fucking love that. Yeah. Um, I love that. But I love that. It's so cute. Um, and basically by this guy grabbing her and saying oh i've been looking for you then he like stares down these three other guys and they just like nope the fuck out of there they're like no i don't want to be here Mm -mm. i'm scared um which does leave you wondering like why are they so scared of this dude yeah i mean he must have been big and imposing yeah but it's like he was the most yeah she literally says standing before me was the most beautiful man i'd ever seen hark the herald angels sing i mean Everybody. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just excited. I'm just excited. I'm because excited, and that's the end of chapter. That's how short chapter twenty is. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, let's go. Let's so go good. on. Can we go on? Can what? we go on? Yes, we have to because the next chapter, y'all, it's Callan. My, mm, Callan. My time is ready to shine. Mm, I'm gonna make a song about the great right. That was good. You're still doing it. Okay. Yeah, that's um, me humping it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Hannah, it's your turn. Here is my synopsis. I'm going to – I'm still sweating. I'm that nervous. That makes me upset because mine was so long for chapter 21. I think you just rewrote the chapter. No, I didn't. I didn't. 
it was just I had a lot to say about it because I really liked. But is that your synopsis or no, is those all your is notes? No, this just my summary. Don't worry, there's still a whole. Okay. Two pa- well, three pages of notes. My summary is going to be really short so that we can oh, dive yeah. in and talk about it. Don't get it. That was my my goal, because I'm usually the one that writes too much. So I was trying to not write as much. Um, so. Pharaoh basically ends up talking to this stranger that saved her. Beautiful stranger. Um, Gorgeous. We're talking black hair, pale skin, violet eyes. Oh, my God. Close cut, clean clothes. I said shout out to that goth girl summer, Ariana. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Basically, they chat. They have a nice conversation. They part ways. R- witty mm-hmm. repertoire. Mm-hmm. Girl, let me have my synopsis. Let me have it. You can have it. She's inserting some words. Thank you. <laughs> um, she's like, all right, peace out. See you later. And heads back to the cave where all those people were congregating. And she still doesn't know why the fuck everyone's there. <laughs> and in the midst of the crowd, this russet eye spots her. And she's like, <laughs> oh, fuck. If you can watch the video, I hope we post this as an expert because her excerpt because her little hand just went like an eye. Yeah, um, and she's like, "I've been caught." So Lucian sees her in the crowd and is literally like, "You stupid fucking idiot! Why are you out here?" Grabs her and runs her back to the house on his bare feet. <laughs> Basically, he grabs her and is like, "What are you doing? You can't be here!" And he runs her back to the manor. Um, and that's where he explains what the great ride is, which I am going to leave that for <laughs> us to talk about. It's big. There's a lot. Um, I literally wrote in here. I said, it is big. gross. Um, I literally wrote in here. It's too hard to synopsize because it's so complicated and detailed. Just read the book. See, I, I disagree with you. Well, because if I was going to synopsize it, I would just copy what's in the book, which is everything that I highlighted, which is almost an entire page. Oh, no, I didn't. So instead of just we'll rewriting. I have, a, I have a synopsis and I'll tell you. Just rewriting all the details. Oh, my God. I got um, so he basically explains what the great ride is, which is great. I'm glad we finally found that out. Finally. And then um, Feyre goes back to sleep. She returns to her room safe and sound in bed. But she wakes up when the drums stop, and she's like, I got to get me a snack. Because remember, I didn't eat, and I didn't get any snacks at the Great Ride because there were none to be found. Mm-hmm. And I'm still hungry, so I'm going to go out, and I'm going to get myself a snack from the kitchen. Nom, nom. And she does that, and then she runs into Tamlin. And I'm going to say that's my synopsis. because it's a great synopsis. It's almost a little cliffhanger, too. <sighs> it sure is. Um, I've got so many things so to say about So first, we chapter. have to start with her conversation with the stranger. Mm, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I, <laughs> I just <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about it. If you, I don't. Would you like to start? Because I, no, I have you can. Something. You can. My my first thought about this is is two things with him. One, she asks him and engages with him, and you know they have this. They have a good exchange where it's like witty repertoire and it's vague and mysterious. And she asks him questions, um, but he's really cryptic. 
and the everyone's question, fucking cryptic always. in this book. He's cryptic and vague, but he's still being really nice and like still offering. Like he offers his arm to her in in um you know you know like you could in my mind it's he's offering his arm so she can go and walk with him, but she still has these alarm bells going off. Um, and I I realized well she's like oh well he was um he was silent or he had this like long silence and it made me stop and go you know what's funny people really do struggle with silence like if I just said oh I'm so sorry I just stabbed her um, with my fingernail I'm sorry uh if I was like you know I don't agree with you not that we were having a discussion I said I just don't agree with you and I just stopped talking and I just stared at you yeah you would get uncomfortable for sure no matter what is uncomfortable it's the it is uncomfortable but that's the thing is why it's because i it just like it takes me back to a lot of things i've learned in the last couple of years where silence is uncomfortable and it's the power of the pause because the power of the pause is a it's a tool to make people uncomfortable so that they will talk yes and they will do something or they will they will feel a certain type of way. So she has all these alarm bells going off, but he's done nothing but save her, been nice to her. He hasn't offered her really anything other than, like, I saved you. Why are you out here? Like, you should be careful. Um, but he is but playing with her. For sure, but she still has alarm bells going off. And that's just something really important to remember long term. Why? Why? And I still don't. And I want you to tell me why, legitimately, because I don't understand. Why does she have alarm bells going off? Yeah, she literally said alarm bells went off. Yeah, because he's he's playing with her. This entire interaction is a giant he tease. He literally saved her from being accosted. Y- yes, yes, he saves her, but then like his entire, it, it's one of those things where like oh it you're attracted to the bad boy mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. because um like he's flirting with her but in a very predatory way but is it yeah no, yes it's not it's seemingly predatory but it's actually not intentionally he knows exactly what he's doing yeah he does he knows exactly what he's doing there's no doubt Thank in my God mind that he does. doesn't there's no doubt in my mind he doesn't he literally, like, once you know who this character is and you know them as long as we've known them, this is all intentional. He constructed this fucking meeting. The reason he's here. We're going to have to cut this. No, 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 no. I think this is a great conversation to have because I don't think he constructed three fairies trying to. No, but I think he saw an opportunity to Ooh, introduce sure. himself to her and he did. For sure. I think he was watching her. I think he came to the Great Right in the Spring Court for the sole purpose that of trying to run into her. No way. There's no way that's possible because if you think about it, in the chapter, he said a, a few pages later, because of course she asked questions, but not the important ones, which I will come back to. He gives her an answer that serves her purpose at the time because he can't elaborate on the truth. Well, he can't elaborate on the truth. However,. Are you talking about when he says the monster thing? Yeah, 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 but they only, they do the great right, and I have a lot of questions for you, genuinely. Um, they do the great right once a year, but it's the one time a year he says he's allowed to stay out. Like, he gets to break his curfew and stay out for the night, so you have to assume for the past, what, 48 years or whatever that they've been doing this, that he probably does this once a year because it's his only time to get out. Which yeah, is me too. But he has an ulterior motive this year. I yes he does 
I absolutely agree. But I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's the only reason he went. I think he went because it was his opportunity to leave where he was. Correct. Or is stuck. But, but I think the ulterior motive of it is to learn more and yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. And I that's don't think why I think it is contrived to an extent. I think that he went knowing it's just one of those good. He fortune. had an opportunity to to meet her. But then no one knew about her yet. No one who he we did. When? Why? How? In his dream. Oh, get He out. was aware of his dreams, and she wasn't aware of hers. Well, she was aware, but she just didn't know what it meant, whereas he had more but perspective. He, yes. Fuck. Get out of town. Are we going to have to cut that? No. You better not. Oh, my God. I loved that. That was so great. Okay. That is a huge spoiler, though, so. I mean, y'all, just. Read Whatever. the fucking book. Just read, read the book. Read them. Um, I can't. That's so good. Oh, my God. How did you not pick up on it's that? It's not that I didn't pick up on it. It's just that it, it I is convenient. I think I've convenient. just read this book too many times. It, I think it is really convenient, and it was going to happen. It's crafted. He fucking crafted this. How does he? he because, no, Valia, in this entire series. She wasn't supposed to even be there. You know what I mean? It's one of those, like, yep. it was written. She wasn't he even He already knew she there. was there. No, no, no. I know. He already knew she was there. He already knew she was in the spring court. Right, but he didn't know she she was just hoping and her dumbass was like He went in the hope that she was gonna be at at Cal and Mai. Yes. Yes. But But he knew she was in the spring court. Yeah. He knew he knew. He did know. And here's the thing. She asked him a bunch of questions like, why are you here? What are you doing? He tells her all these random things. And I hope to God you're going to read us that quote. And I, I have other questions. But she doesn't. It, it really irritates me. And uh, this Her is, questions are dumb. Her questions are so stupid because she doesn't even ask. The most important thing is like, what's your name? She just calls him the handsomest man she's ever seen. She does not say but thank you. But doesn't that happen a lot where you interact with someone and it's so spontaneous and random and no, you I'm get like, enthralled? And <laughs> who are you? <laughs> I feel like it happens. No, she's. And then you're like, wait, wait a second, who are you? Who? But it's too late to ask. It's maybe, but even then, my point is, she doesn't ask anything. All her questions are dumb, and she doesn't even say thank you. Even though, like, right at the beginning of this chapter, she's like, they didn't say anything, and thank you didn't seem to cover what he'd done for me. But something about the way he stood with absolute stillness, the night seeming to press in closer around him, made me hesitate to speak, made me want to run in the other direction. Mm-hmm. And that's just, she, she, like, she knew it was like a thank you. It, it was beyond a thank you because he saved her from unspeakable And that's why horrors. I think that this is a giant flirtation on his part. He's making her squirm and uncomfortable on purpose yeah. because he knows he's not going to hurt her. Okay. But he's doing it on purpose because he can, and that's who he is. And if you – this character mm-hmm. later on mm-hmm. – is notoriously known for making these big grand plans that no one else knows Shit. about that he crafts. And that's Shit. why I say that he was here on purpose and he crafted this opportunity and that he has thought about this interaction for months. Mm, okay. I know he has. Oh, okay. You can't tell me that he hasn't sat there and thought exactly what he's going mean, to say. I can tell you that, but I don't know for sure because he's and fun. <laughs> He's not real. I don't Let's know. Let's ask him. Let's ask him. 
Can you hear us? Have you listened to this podcast? But yet? he is. He jokes around the whole time. He says, you're welcome for saving you. He d- that's my point. Is like, He's like, obviously, this bitch didn't say thank you. So, like, let me hit her up and be like, yeah, but you she's, are welcome. She's not used to sarcasm <laughs> and, like, <laughs> jokes. No, she's serious Tamlin. And, and so she just, like, bristles up. Sad and, Thomas And whatever. she gets scared. And that's when she's like, maybe I had just traded three monsters for something worse. But, like, he's literally circling her. Mm. Oh, He's circling, like, he's toying with her in a way that could be considered predatory, that could be considered intimidating. Her her razz is on high. Yeah, especially Mm. after what just happened, you're going to then start circling me? Like, what the fuck? You a shark? Yeah. Am I a little seal? Um, but basically, like, yeah, he catches her in a lot because he's also quizzing her, like, why are you here? Who are you with? What are you doing? Mm. Blah, 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 blah. And she's just, like, keeps answering questions and tries to lie and does not do it well. Um, but then I do love that she, she bucked up the, the nerve to ask a question that was so glaringly obvious of, you're not a part of the spring court? Yeah. Well, no, not bitch, I'm mask not wearing too. a mask. Hi, hi. Um, and that's when he's like, no, I'm not part of the noble spring court and glad of it, which shows that this is obviously, this is one of the first people aside from the three strangers we've met and Lucian yeah. that are not from, well, I guess they're just, Alice they're, isn't they're from just not the spring about court the either. spring court and yeah. 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 Um, but that's when she's like, okay, well then why are you here? You know, like you're going to quiz me. I'm going to quiz you right back. And he says, because all the monsters have been let out of their cages mm. tonight, no matter what court they belong to, so I may roam wherever I wish until dawn. Which is just, it's a, it is foreshadowing, like, yes, it is creepy, and yes, he is being super vague, but realistically, when you find out in a few chapters what it really truly means, even if it wasn't the monsters, everyone's kind of free for a night. Yeah. Which, it, it will... I have another question for you, and it is going to be a spoiler, so y'all just hold on to your bridges. But she hold actually says, butts. she says more riddles and questions to be answered. It's mm. like, I feel bad for her. Oh, absolutely. It's one of those things, like, can you, can you just be clear, please? Can you someone well, tell no, me what the fuck literally is going on? Ev- and you, you end up finding out why, like, no one is clear, but yes. it's still, like, infuriating. It, it would be infuriating to be in that position of, like, what? <laughs> can someone just tell? Can I get a what, what? No, no, no. Um, and this is the moment after they, they just say their awkward, like, okay, peace out kind of moment. Yeah, no, it's nice. And He's like, stay safe. Don't yeah. get into trouble. See you later. Have a Bye. good right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. She still don't know what the fuck it is. Wanders into a little clearing, sees her boy. Little Lucian. russet blue sh- Russet Lucian eye twirling about. That's when he sees her. And we as know he learned, doesn't double take. And he's like, mother fucker yeah 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 this is when i thought he carried her away on a horseback but turns out hannah was correct and um i think he just ran really fast he carried her like a sack of patatas patatas mm-hmm, patatas uh all the way back to the manor all right but when he gets back he says he's like oh, didn't he tell you to stay in your room don't you know what night it is and she's like actually no i don't because no one will fucking no tell me no one will tell me um, but so if you could let me know <laughs> before you get there i did ask the really question i was like you know did he have to keep calling her an idiot and a stupid person because he did a lot i think he's just frustrated and I was like, he's so angry but like did 
did we really have to keep shaming her for being ignorant because no one will inform her? Because, like, you can be mad at He's stupid. He's like, why you are you so dumb ignorant. because I'm not telling you anything? <laughs> She's but like, really? what? Sorry, I didn't read the newspaper that came out this I morning. I didn't get that edition. Can someone tweet me what the fuck a right is? Yeah. Elon. Elon. But freedom of speech. Can you tell us what the right is? Okay. Oh, the great right is essentially it's a ceremony in which one high lord sustains and takes in all this unbound magic from the world and it takes over their person sort of like being possessed and then that man who's the high lord then is taken over and has to go on a hunt to kill a white stag and after he makes his kill he then goes and finds some girl to bang it out with in all of his glory and after he bangs it out with her, all the um, metaphorical, in my mind, seeds then become the real, exactly, that's the, m- I think I said, ugh, in my um, notes, where I said after they metaphorically get out the bonds of mating uh, and seed seeding, then the magic comes out of him and into the earth. And re uh, re um, I'm gonna nu- vomit. Re nutrients the the soil and the earth for the next year. So basically, it's the most alpha my exam <laughs> most alpha douchey bullshit I've ever heard. Which I actually said kudos to Sarah for being written by a girl. But I'm genuinely shocked about how much she nails the douchebag vibe of the right that it embodies which is like this very um let me go out there and be a man and like kill something and then when i kill it, i'm gonna celebrate my fucking stuff <laughs> and then when i fuck it it's gonna neutralize the earth and everything's gonna be full of my seeds like <laughs> that's like in in my mind that's like what a little man is doing and and she truly embodies that like truly truly dick bag vibe of the whole right (laughs) (laughs) no i love that you're you you could not have been more spot on thank god because um but now what i did hold on was the white stag i think the white stag is situational based on the court it's in okay she never specifies that that is me speculating it is because we never hear about the great right again no other court does it but all the high lords are there at every this court does ride, it. They're all every court does. Where it. does it say that? Because I was wrong earlier this chapter because I read it wrong because I may be dyslexic. But we do this by conducting the great rite. Each of the seven high lords of Perithian performs this every year since their magic comes from the earth and returns to it at the end. It's a give and take. Yes, but do they do it at his great rite? Okay, so that was I asked that question. I was like, are they all there banging no. it out with different people? This the is the person? one that signifies spring okay, is coming. But we so it's like imagine the spring never equinox. Hear about it again because she never has a reason for it to fold back into the story. But I have quite. Y- you can I have can. all the questions you want. I'm just well, saying, like, we'll have to, you know what? Open this. Up. Someone remind me later because once we get into book like four, and there's some things that are happening, I'm be like. Where's the great right? What magic are they sowing? But that's like, it's one of those things where it happens, and I think she just doesn't talk about it because it doesn't serve a purpose in the story anymore. But it does to me now because I'm like, what if you're mated? Do you go out and bang someone else? 
No, because the magic would tell you to pick your mate every time. Do you think that's true? Yes, because it says, literally, it says that the magic basically transforms the High Lord into the hunter. Yeah. And then he his sole purpose is to find the maiden. Yes. So his, if it, they were mated, his maiden would always be his mate. Sarah, can you please verify that for us? Because I have questions. Uh, I really hope you're listening to this because we care. And we want you to uh, be a guest on our podcast. <laughs> but just to answer these very hard-hitting questions, because I... I, I do think the white stag is uh, situational. I don't think every court would do that. I think I just think it's interesting because her first kill was the doe. Yeah. And then he has to find a white stag. Yeah. I think it was just a fun... Well, th- that's the first it's time I've ever those noticed the connection was yeah. literally right now. Well, I was like, I, it's one of those, though, weird. where because it never comes up again, you kind of just have to dismiss it as what it is. Oh, I also thought about this in terms of the right. Um, and I don't remember this from Throne of Glass, but I did notice that when they're talking about the right, obviously he's talking about um, when you get into this, the descriptor, they're like the cave walls are lined with females for him to choose from. But Sarah's a very inclusive writer, especially Crescent City. It's got a lot of people of color as, like, main characters. Yeah. They talk a lot about mixed Sexuality, relation- too. Right. Yeah. It's very sexually fluid. Um, so I just thought it was really interesting. In this book, I didn't even notice it until this because I was like, oh, it could be any partner. Because um, she's never been one to shy away from, like, oh, yeah, he was he had former lovers that were men mm, and it's women. It's all maiden. But all of these are women. And I thought that was so interesting. But I was like, you know, she did write this when she was – like in her late teens early 20s so maybe she just wasn't quite on that path like she wasn't opposed to it she just wasn't as i actually think she started writing crescent city before she ever started writing this well then that makes me even question it more and i only think that because she said that she mentioned something in an interview after um wing wings of ruin no that's court of thorn roses um I only think that because she mentioned it in an interview about Crescent City mm-hmm. and she was talking about it, um, saying that it was a story she started writing a long time ago mm. that she then picked back up. But in, no, I can see that because she, um, she could have started writing the premise, but not have yeah. gotten to the detail. Now, however, I think, though, the fairy in this in this series, the fairy are very traditional. Which is They're fine. very stuck in their ways. Yeah. They're and that's not all courts. It's not no, it's not because there's seven courts, remember, so it's not all the courts. But I do think that it is um it's fair to say that many of the fairy realms are very much stuck in their tradition of what they have and well, that's who isn't, right? Yeah, but that that goes back to like a man and a woman should be married. Like they're stuck in that tradition, so why wouldn't their rights be the same? Be the but same honestly, way. I, I actually appreciate that because it does yeah. it is showing that there it's completely acceptable to have different um, standards and views of living. Yeah. And it be okay. Like I, I think that Crescent City is great in the worlds that sh- and the people that are included in that. Like it you can be inclusive and then there's other like I don't think it's wrong to have a society where you feel this sense of normality is man and woman and you feel this normality is a sense of anyone i think that everyone is allowed to make that that that's freedom of choice yeah i think everyone should have that and i just came to that conclusion because i've been watching um vikings 
on um amazon prime Mm -hmm. because i'm trying to get into the netflix show Mm -hmm. whatever but they have this really cool character arc of this insanely hot priest who i didn't realize was as hot as he was if y'all have ever seen it uh his name's athel athelwald maybe athelwald i don't know but you see him in season three and he has like an eight pack but like prior to that he's got that weird um monk yeah with a little patch and he tries to shave it's not hot at all and then all of a sudden he looks like a viking with this like shaved head and like 17 abs and then he's like i found jesus again but the point of his whole character is that he learns to respect both the christian faith and the viking faith and he's the person who can be like i love both things so much that he shows the king of the christianity that you can have respect for something without believing in it and vice versa so he's almost like the catalyst to bring the two worlds together and i'm like that's even if that's not her intention it's a great and it's a great parallel to say hey it's okay if that's the standard that you want to live by and that's what you surround yourself with and that's what you choose to be around and you go to that court and if you don't like that and that's not your standard go to a different court and go to a court that like accepts you and wants the same lifestyle and beliefs that you have and it doesn't have to be a battle. Freedom it, of choice. Ah. Yeah, you just find your people and you, you go with it. So. And you don't try to enforce your beliefs on other people just because they're yours. Absolutely. Because just because they're yours doesn't mean they're right or better. Correct. And I really so think she, she sometimes I job. could run this country better than the people currently running it. But. Just sticking with the true form of being the utter douchebag like oh. male mm. thing uh, you know, this whole right and why Tamlin performs it with this this mm-hmm. endless magic where they just get to get wasted and bang it out and nutrients seed the earth and reap some Can stuff. Can you please just stop? We I get it. I can't, you know, their juices just flow. Stop. It's the rivers that run through them. Brad Pitt. Uh, great movie. It, it's a great movie. Really, really <laughs> fucked me up. Uh, I saw it when I was like 16. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> Um, but you should not watch that until you're at least like 18. No, no, I had very old. negligent parents. Um, but it's great. I did not. Oh, yeah, no. My mom would just cover my eyes if, if like we watched uh, Brokeback Mountain. Should not have been watching Brokeback Mountain with your parents. Don't ever no, do it. No. I mean, I saw Necessary Roughness when I was probably like 11. But literally, we're watching Brokeback Mountain, and I'm with my mom and my aunts. So. We're down in our basement, and literally, my mom just, like, puts a blanket over me. <laughs> and I'm like, I can still hear what's going on. And she'd go, just cover your ears. Just cover your ears. Oh, no. You can't watch this part. And I'd be like, can I come back out now? And she's like, you're good now. <laughs> but, like, that's one of those so where she just, her and her sister definitely just wanted to watch it. And Absolutely. I was just inconveniently there. Oh, no. <laughs> they couldn't put me to sleep, so. Like, I mean, all of those things. Uh, that one, um, that one movie with Ray Liotta, where he's the bad cop. I think it was called Bad Cop. That movie traumatized the fuck out of me, and I, I had to have been one. like nine or ten when I saw it. Like yeah. I was young. Yeah. Shouldn't. Sh- I mean, well, that's where you learn about Back then, we sex. had cable, so you just were watching things, and you didn't know what. It, there wasn't a warning. I didn't have to. No. It wasn't a kid feature. I was just there. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. Either way. Sorry. Uh, Lucian's ahead. talking, telling her about the right. And then he says my favorite douchebag line. It's not douchebaggy, but it really is uh, in context. Um, 
so he they he tells her her what the great right is and then tells oh she's like oh well this is why those fairies were there and thought that i was like down to clown basically because like i'm a i'm a girl ready to to hook up at this right and just you know fertilize the land and um lucian chuckles and he says well tam's not the only one who gets to perform the right tonight once he makes his choice we're free to mingle though it's not the great right our own dalliances tonight will help the land too and i'm just like yo who and sarah girl if this is from your mind what drug parties do you go to i mean y'all have to be taking so much ecstasy if you're like yeah like the music and the like um i will be honest that's i did not pick up on that wasn't what i latched on to in this chapter <laughs> oh good what did you latch on i was a little more comical <laughs> oh thank god a little less serious um also a little less opinionated oh yes i honestly highlighted Sorry. this because i thought you would like it oh go ahead go ahead <laughs> um and it's mainly because uh it's also it's right after what you're talking about with the great right stuff um Lucian says, you're lucky I found you when I did, though, because he would have smelled you and claimed you. <laughs> and it's not the claiming part that I latched on to. Is it the smelling, it's the smelling part? part? Oh, my God. I did. I have something to say about that. But I literally I, I highlighted that because you've you've mentioned how much the smelling thing has bothered you in the past. And I was like, Malia's going to want to talk about that. one. I really do. But you know but why? But then he continues that train of thought because yeah. he also says. Uh, I need to return before he arrives at the cave. At least try to control him when he smells you. And then, am I okay to move on? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, um, Farah obviously goes to her room, whatever. Well, she does. Well, I'll just go ahead and say this and yeah, then we'll come it back it to it. But, like, I can come basically, back to the smell thing at the cookie incident. Well, m that's what I wanted to do. Oh, great. We'll, we'll do both. Okay. That sounds so good. Perfect. For us. Okay, so we're gonna do the cookie thing, and then we're gonna come back to the smelling thing. Oh, or do you want to do the smelling thing first? Do the smelling? No, no, no. Wait, your smelling thing or my smelling thing? I think we both have the same smelling thing. Well, I already pointed out two smelling things, and I have a third smelling thing. Mine's a reference. Okay, just just continue. Okay. Well, Farrah like goes to her room, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm hungry," so she goes out and she gets her little snacky snack. Mm. Do you want to talk about her snacky snack? No, no, no. Before she gets to that. I did have something uh, because uh, can I can I say just before she gets to that, there's this point where she's talking about she goes to sleep, she goes back, and she does go back to her room, she yeah. falls asleep with her vanity, and that made me question why this bitch go to sleep like sitting up. She could have laid down. Okay, whatever. Well, after two a.m., by the time that she wakes up because the drums stopped. And um, I wrote just 194, read it. That was my only note. So I went back. Thank God I underlined it because I'm like, what were we reading? <laughs> and this is where this is where the uh, the girl in me really feels her because she's like, oh, I fell asleep sitting up. Basically, um, the, the drums had stopped. She thought about why they had stopped. So she got really like obviously uncomfortable, blushed a little bit. And then all of a sudden is like, well, he'd certainly taken his time with the ritual. And in my mind, I'd be like, girl, I feel that too. I'd be like, mm-hmm. You took your sweet-ass time fucking some bitch, didn't you? Didn't you? Mm -hmm. uh, we know that's, we already know that's what he's doing. It's fine. Uh, and then she goes on, obviously, to express her, 
her resentment because she's, you know, the girl's probably beautiful and charming and appealed to his instincts, quote unquote. Uh, so she upset. She's not feeling it. She's but unhappy. why is she upset? They're not dating. Absolutely not. But we already know that they've started Stuck this emotional. Yeah, and you know, this brings me back to psychology as a whole that I think I've started to have a problem with because Stockholm Syndrome I do understand to an extent and this is where my therapist would be like, bitch, you got some problems. But I'm like, you can empathize with people and understand their situation as long as if if they're hurting you, then you don't need to empathize with them. Like, they're, they're hurting you. But yeah. he's not physically or intentionally hurting her. So I think she's just trying to understand him. Yeah. So I just like in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it is Stockholm syndrome because it's your captor, but technically, it's it isn't, it isn't, and it is. Well, it's it where started it blurred as Stock- lines. It started as Stockholm syndrome because he right. literally kidnapped her. Well, he didn't kidnap her, but he did. No, he did. He said, "You're she coming went, with me." But she went with him. Mm, he gave her a choice, and this is where personal choice comes in. He said, "You can go outside and die right now, or you can come with me." Just because you don't like the two choices doesn't mean there's not poison. When personal did he say choice. you can go die right now? At the at like the chapter four or whatever, he's like, your two choices are you can come with me and live out your sentence with me, or you can go outside and die. And she's like, I'll just I'll just come. Yeah, with but you. that's manipulation. No, those are two choices. That's he was wh- never gonna kill her. We don't know that, and those he were the was two. Never gonna kill but her. But those were the two choices. If she had chosen that, we don't know how the story would go. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be a story. Exactly. But my point is it was still a choice, and he gave her one. He didn't say, you have to come with me. He gave her a choice. But sometimes people give people a choice that's not really a choice. But that's not the case because those are always choices. That's what I'm saying. Just because you don't like the choices doesn't mean you I bet you don't if she said, choice. I'd rather just die, he would have said, okay, bitch, but taking her out there, that. thrown her over but her shoulder. But we like don't a, know that. Yes, I'm just There's saying. absolutely nothing about that that we know is factual. Based off the facts that happened, he gave her a choice, and she chose. Okay. And she chose to I'd like to, to move back onto the cookie. Uh, right. So my point is, is that she's upset. Fun. She's upset that that he's banging it out with some charming girl. Yeah. And because she likes him. Absolutely. Because, you know, dangling upside down or with his full lips and making him purr. Him. Like, come on, she's she's about it, about it, um, uh, and you can tell she's about it because then she does leave her room because she is hungry. She's like, after two a.m., I didn't eat dinner. I'm fucking hungry. I'm going to the kitchens. You know what she eats? Tell us what she eats, Hannah. A loaf, half a loaf of bread, carb. Next, an apple, carb. Next, a lemon tart, carb. And then she takes a roti. What's a roti? Chocolate chip cookie. Carb. That's how you or, know sorry, you're in chocolate your, cookie. You know you're in your feelings when it's carb city. Yeah. Fuck Crescent City. It's probably a Crescent Roll City. Carbs. She's sad. Yeah. And feeling all the ways. And she's like, mm, but I'm going to eat the carbs. She's eating her chocolate cookie. And she's like, I'm going to go paint. <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm, I'm going to go paint. Mm-hmm. And on her way to her little painting room, she runs into Tamlin, and he's like, "Where are you going, girl? Hmm? Go oh, somewhere." Wait, wait, wait. Right, right before that, though. This is no, no, no. This girl, is I've point. been trying to make this point for the last ten minutes. I know, but right, literally, right before that, she's eating the cookie. You're, I'm about to get to it, and you're wrong. But yes, the cookie doesn't happen till right after that. Till right after what? Yeah. I was gonna say. The whole time while she's pissed off and eating all of her carbs, she's sitting here trying to justify why the right's stupid. She's like, 
Right's dumb. Why would anyone would go to that? Thank God humans got rid of that stupid thing because that's like what anybody with FOMO who's not invited to something who got kicked out and was like, you got to get out. She's just like over here trying to justify why it's all dumb and stupid and like, I hate the right. Fuck that. I'm going to eat these cookies. And then your boy shows up. <laughs> Death. Um. Yeah, he's like, where are you going? She's like, I'm <laughs> getting a snack. I just imagine this whole confrontation being super sarcastic and then getting real steamy real quick. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. obviously, like, he's still doesn't have a shirt on. Okay. Um, so now we're going to get to the big cookie incident. The big cookie incident of ch- chapter 21. Yeah. Of page 195. Eat that cookie. Um... I was about to pass him when he grabbed me so fast I didn't see anything until he had me pinned against the wall. The cookie dropped from my hand. I was so upset by that. I would have been so <laughs> I'd be like, my cookie. I literally would have been like, hold up, motherfucker. <laughs> I got a five-second window here to pick that bitch back up, so you better let me go. Ten seconds minimum. Maximum. Maximum. <laughs> but literally, that's when I was like... Why didn't Malia? I literally thought you would have wrote a whole thing about that's my cookie. Don't touch me. I, I would have him be like, "Yo, you just snacks. knocked my fucking cookie out of my hand." Yeah. Um. But then his his immediate thing after he pins her against the wall is, "I smelled you." Yep. <laughs> Which okay. <laughs> now, so I actually I we Why? had. I have some thoughts on that one, but is that is that the end of your thought? Because I don't want to I don't want to interrupt you again. That's that's just my main. I'm just closing the smell thing. The smell thing because Lucian brings it up like he's gonna smell you. He's gonna smell you. I have to get back to make sure that he's like okay when you. he smells you. And then literally, <laughs> the minute they interact, he's like, "I smelled you," oh, and yeah. I'd just be like, "Well, what do I smell like? Like, is it bad? Is it good?" I can't, I can't smell you all from over here. Well, we'll get back to that because I have some questions. But I'm like, I, I just. <sighs> no, I feel you on that because. The, uh, the smelling thing is a constant. It, it is a very real constant for the fairies. Uh, they, they do a lot of scenting. Um, but it did make me think about a conversation we were having earlier today. In Funny. my opinion, once you do get to a certain, uh, an appropriate age, grown women and men, whatever. Uh, I actually get it because there is, it's my personal opinion, there is something very hot about, like, your partner being like, oh, I love the way you smell, or, like, I smelled you all day, or whatever. I have some freaky-ass friends, too, so whatever. Uh, Yeah, but she's not wearing perfume. That's not what I mean. That's so fucking gross. I'm just saying, I have... I, me and my, me and my girlfriends, we talk a lot and, uh, you know, I have. You've had someone say, I smelled you all day and they're talking about down there. Yeah. That's so gross. I, you can, that's how you feel. But I have Mm -hmm. friends who are like, you know, I mean, I have one girlfriend who's like, she's like, I literally just want to take a shower for like at least 24 hours because I just love the smell of him on me. And I'm like, you know what? I ain't mad at you at that one girl. Like, I feel it. 
if that's like it's like an authority owning it thing like do i think that's the most sanitary no but do i understand it again for all my grown women out there for my all my grown men out there absolutely it's like you're a, saying i'm not a grown woman because no, 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 i don't no, i'm like saying that. that like eighth graders aren't they're stupid and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about because like what they do is dumb but i actually feel them on like the other side of you know it's just some freaky shit and i'm not i'm like i'm not opposed to it but only if you're an adult um but i do think it's weird that they talk about smelling so much because it's not just like oh you're so hot and like i love the way you smell not about your perfume because that's a thing and i'm again not opposed to it but i just think it is kind of weird to be always like "Mm, yeah but this is about just the way she smells as a person it's Mm -hmm. not about down there that's what this whole thing is about. It's well, like, I it, smelled you. Yeah, unt- until it gets to the next part. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. a different mm-hmm. thing. And that mm-hmm. just, it all just grosses me out. That's fine. And that's okay. Ugh. That's okay. It does, you know, he goes on just, you know, he smelled her and all, and all that fun stuff. And he's he's going on to get all sultry and talking about, you know, it's better I'm talking about smell you, I want to do whatever. But he leads in with talking about this other bitch. And I was like, you know, he could have just left that out. Like, oh, I wanted you and you weren't there. But he leads in with going, yeah, you know. Because he's a douchebag. Oh, my God. That's what that's back to the the he, douche, right? The douche, right? Where he's like, bag. she didn't want it. She wanted it rough and wasn't gentle at all. And I would have been gentle with you if I had found you. And I was just like, you know, I get you're trying to be all hot and like the magic's got control of you. But like, if you're trying to get down with the get down leave the other hoe out the story yeah but that's why i actually like favorite because she says why would i want someone else's leftovers it's like stop trying to make me jealous mm-hmm. by pointing mm-hmm. out someone else like mm-hmm. yeah right she says that but then then what happens next he forced himself on her and bit her neck i mean you say it that way but that's what happened she did like it but that is what happened she he forced himself on her and bit her neck mm. I said, making to push him away, he grabbed my hands and bit my neck. She literally was pushing him away. Um, he is the... Prior to that, yep. she said, I shuddered as I closed my eyes. Every inch of my body went taut as his words echoed through me. Words can't echo through yes, you and then you'd be is like, just, no. This is just Sarah building tension. <laughs> yeah, because... But we've all... Okay. And you know what? Maybe this is he just my read fucked the up si- world. No, but he read the signs and he did something yeah because her body went hot and she all arched into him like what he's like your body's saying yes but your words are saying no did he ask for consent no i have no i have questions when your body is thrusting into me it that is consent like get out okay and she didn't say no she just said why would i want somebody's leftovers and then she she like was making to push him away but then he grabbed her and she was like oh no ow but then she was like oh no why am i getting all hot and bothered I feel like we're very different. I don't like this at all. I never said I liked it. I'm just saying I understand. You seem like you like it. First and foremost, I don't dislike it because she is responding. It's not like he's not making it up, and that's really unfair because, yeah, maybe he did. I'm not being unfair. I'm not saying that she's making it up. uh, Malia, I'm not saying she's making it up. That's not what I'm saying. The push of his body against mine, the hard and the soft, maybe yes, the red after. too lightly. What did I say? I said that she did. My hips grind. What did I say? Against him. What did I say? I said that she did it, or mm-hmm. he forced himself on her, and then she liked it. That's what I said. Yes, 
But no. The entire interaction is a forced interaction. He literally pinned her up against the wall from the minute they saw each other. I mean, you're not wrong. It is a forced interaction. But she wasn't like, ooh, it's I'm a so forced interaction that. that she liked. That's what I'm saying. I guess. But she also was in a situation, what, four hours prior where she actually was actively like, don't touch me. I don't like this. Get away from me. She got louder. She tried to grab her knives. And this one, she yes, just like, it's a forced interaction that she did not let like. Let it go. Saying. saying what? That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I'm just saying that I don't think it was very forced because I think if we've determined if she was forced into anything she didn't want to be a part of, she would have. Okay, but you're not. Li- I'm getting very frustrated. It. I mean, you can be frustrated. We just have different opinions and you have to respect them. We don't have different opinions. We're saying the exact same thing and that's what's frustrating. Okay. I just, I genuinely do think they're both forced interactions she liked one she didn't like the other like but you can think that and i don't have to agree that's my you don't think they're both forced interactions i think that if she didn't want to be in that interaction that she would remove herself from the interaction but that's what i and that i'm saying would allow her to remove herself so i don't i think that it was an i'm not saying that the 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 aggressor's the same. I'm saying they're both forced interactions, as in she's not in control. She's not the alpha or whatever, if you want to mm-hmm. use that term. I'm saying, like, she's the one not in control, so they're forced interactions where she's the sub and someone else is dominant. But one of them she wants to be in and one of them she doesn't. Sure. And I feel like you're saying the same thing, whereas in the, in the first situation, she did not want to be in there. She wanted to get out. And they didn't want to let her, which that comes down to, like, the aggressor part of it. But in this situation, the dominant person would have let her out of it, even though it wasn't the Tamlin that she knew. And she explicitly said, and Lucian also told her, like, Tamlin's not going to be the same tonight, so just be careful. And he's like, oh, no, I would have been gentle with you or whatever. It's like the whole thing of, well, this situation's fine because she was okay with it like at first she was like whoa and then she's like oh i like this sure i don't i i agree with it and i disagree with it at the same time i don't think it was a forced interaction because if she didn't want to engage in the interaction no i mean forced in the sense be in it yes but i think we have a different definition of force because i'm saying forced in the way of he pushed her up against the wall and shoved her cookie out of her hand well she just dropped it same same difference yes uh was he aggressive for sure yes would she have if she did not want to be a part of that interaction and didn't want it to be aggressive would she have left it yes or tried what i'm saying is different that's literally what i'm saying is different But just because it doesn't matter that's my point you're trying to force your opinion into this you have your opinion and i i love that for you do i agree with it all like wholeheartedly but i'm trying to figure out what you think is different from what i'm saying from what you're saying okay but do you have to right now or can we do that offline no i genuinely would like to know in my opinion i think that a forced situation there she was in a forced situation with people when you have there's a difference between being forced into something and having literally no control and no power and knowing it versus being in a situation where you choose to have no power. 
And that is why yes. I don't think it's a forced situation. I think he pushed her up against the wall because it was like this hot thing. But it like, could I have gone you. the complete other way. But realistically, it could like it wouldn't have. But you can use the same argument you used against me a while ago where it's like you don't know. So it could have gone the other way because Tamlin's not the Tamlin we know right now. Except Tamlin. he just said I would have been gentle with you. And he said that while he was talking about fucking some girl hard and she asked for it hard and he said I, if I had found you I would have been gentle and soft so he already he has this biased view of her she she says Feyre says the Tamlin I knew was gone on chap on page 196 yes I can reference page the page too, but ends. I'm not going to where he literally talks about the girl who said how she wanted it yes. and he listened to it I know and he would have what he would have done with her in opposition what is it I, I don't even feel like it my point is, is no, we have I different opinions, and I just don't want to fight you on it because I don't feel the I'm same way that you feel, period. Okay. End of story. I don't feel the same way that you feel, and that's okay. all that matters. Okay. I'm trying to get down and to a point where we can have a conversation without it both of a, us getting but it is super a conversation agitated. And I'm not the, – the problem is, is I'm not agitated. You I, are agitated right now. You cannot tell me you're not. I am the only – I actually have very low emotion to this. You want me to agree with you. But I don't agree with you. No, period. I want you to explain to me how it's not like. And I just told you, but you don't <laughs> but like that explanation. No, I don't so agree fine. with your explanation. And that's okay. You don't have. That's my point. Is you don't have to. You don't have to agree with the explanation. You don't have to like it. You just I'm have aware. to say okay. I'm aware. We of have that. differing opinions on this. That's cool. We'll pick it up the next chapter when we go on to 22 and it goes deeper into this because like this isn't the biggest deal in this whole story. Like. I, I think it's completely acceptable to say we just have differing opinions on force and that just comes down to our like moral beliefs and our moral codes on what you think is acceptable or like what you consider force and what I consider force and that's okay that's that's relationships that's people dynamics but that's I think based off of everything that he has said in terms of how he would treat her if he had found her because he smelled her and the way he talks about her and the way that he actually feels about her there's nothing in me that thinks it's forced. I think he was aggressive to the point that she allowed it and she had power in the situation to allow yeah. it. There's a harsh difference between No, I'm not saying any of power. that part is forced. The only part I'm saying is forced is the part where he shoves her against the wall oh, and is absolutely. like, we're, I'm talking to you right. Like, he yeah. is aggressive. He's shown time and time again that he's an aggressive alpha fucking male. Absolutely. To his detriment. Like. And I agree with, that's the thing is I agree with yeah. it, but I the, the point where we differ is after that, whereas if you've ever been in a situation where you are truly powerless, you know the difference between no. being powerless, which I'm, she just I'm well aware of the difference. And choosing to be powerless. Yes. So I don't, that's why I'm saying I don't think it's forced. I think if she, she dropped her cookie and was like, fuck you, my cookie, I'm sad, I'm going to my room, he'd been like, fine, but I still smelled you and I hate you for it. You know what I mean? Like I, just based off of everything else that he said. He wouldn't have trapped her and put her in a position no, to I have don't, to cry out for help I don't like she was think earlier that he night. would. That's not what I'm saying. No, I understand that. But that's just where our our visions of how that interaction goes, That that's where it, it separates, and we just have differing like views on it. I agree we have different views. I don't think that's where it separates, but okay. Well, you're saying it separates from I'm saying that he would have let her. I also agree he would have let her go. That's not where I think that that makes it an aggressive or a non-aggressive force interaction. But aggressive is different because you said it's a force interaction. I agree with it's an aggressive interaction. Yes, but I think it's a welcome 
it's a welcomed aggression yes which is still it plays into a different it just plays into something different than the, yes, the earlier one but that's why i think we're saying the same thing just in a different way because that's literally i think they're forced interactions in different ways like one she liked one she didn't the aggression was different and so she liked it because a she also has a connection to tamlin and she likes him so yeah. she's gonna allow different things versus some three random men in the forest that she doesn't know yeah so regardless we have to end this chapter okay. in some capacity so, at the end of this chapter how no i mean how does I think this chapter wrap up for you i think that they just continue to play off of the same power thing of him being the alpha and mm. her being subordinate to him mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you can obviously tell like because he's like don't ever disobey me and it's like go fuck like i <sighs> i i hate i hate authority in so many ways Agreed. and this is the main reason why it's like mm-hmm. don't ever disobey me and she comes back and says don't tell me what to do mm-hmm. and don't bite me like some enraged beast mm-hmm. and that's where it's like check yourself like we're like and that's where i think in a way she's trying to say i'm equal i'm not like you can't just treat me however you want whenever you want like some animal who can't control their instincts like and i think she's saying that without saying that i don't even know if she realizes like as a character that she's saying something like that but it just i think it also this is where he then goes back to being the Tamlin I don't like, which is the the alpha or I'm going to control you type person. Yeah, it's the Tamlin she doesn't know, but funny enough, she says, I don't know that. He's not the Tamlin I know, but sh- he absolutely is. He's She's more the one of that the Tamlin. Yeah, it's yeah. more of the Tamlin you know than, than you the don't. fake-ass persona he's been trying to put on but to win you over. But it's not fake because he's not trying to win her over. We, yeah, learn, we learn that eventually he sends her away. Spoiler alert. He sends her away with no motive and intention and actually like but he's to trying his own to detriment. win her, Yes, but he is still trying to win her over in a sense that does not pan out for him. But by his choice. Because remember if he had asked her to say she would have. She wanted him to ask her. For say, sure. We'll get we'll get there. Don't worry. For sure. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But, um, no, I agree with you. I, I loved it. I was, like, at the end of it when, you know, he's talking yeah. about all these other bitches and how he would have banged them and all of this stuff. And she, at the end of it, she's like, you know what? Don't treat me like that. Yeah. Don't talk to me like that. No, Fuck if you she had just much. bent over and been like, oh, yeah, I <laughs> love you. Like, it's just like. Yeah, no, she no. definitely said fuck off. And I love that. I love that about her so much because that, that is the, the fire in her. Gross. What? Like Feyre. Fire. I don't know. That's my. <laughs> that's how I get to <laughs> it. She's fiery. <laughs> um, but it's a it's it's a really good chapter. Twenty and twenty one are are great chapters. They are short, but they are good and they are in depth. Yeah. No. Um, he leaves her, and she's basically just like, "I want more," and he's like, "I gotta go." Give me, give me more. Give exactly. Me more. But he's like, "I gotta, I gotta." I gotta go. And he literally just storms off. And that's... Prowls we're just, away. We're just like, okay. See ya. Bye. Oof. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's a really good. It's, again, the beginning of the beginning of all the best things. It really is. So welcome to the Court of Thorn and Roses because we just met multiple other to courts. Heat up. We're actually... 
we're so close. So we originally thought that <laughs> our very first episode would be chapters 1 through 27. We really did. We really did. And we were like, oh, the, nothing really happens. We'll be fine. We'll just get, we'll breeze through 1 through 27, and then we'll get to 28 where, like, <laughs> the good stuff really starts happening. And here we are, what, Boy, eight were episodes? we wrong. Eight episodes later. Um, God. So, I mean. So, the high five. Yeah. We nailed it. Oh, this is it for now. Good. Um, until yeah. next time. Yeah, give us up. Give us all of your thoughts. We will Instagram. You can send us messages on our website. There's a little comment section. If there's anything you love, if you hate some things, just word it in a positive way. Because um, again, we're open to feedback, not criticism. Very big distinction made by Miss Hannah last episode and um you know give us give us them fives five stars <laughs> rate that review. high fives tell your friends who like books because we obviously know people who don't like books will not be listening to this for sure uh i so these uh, this is i stand by this is not a young adult this novel is, this Ab- is super soft it's like extremely soft core yeah but it's it's adult it's adult for sure when what it, when you get to a, a quart of silver, a quart of silver flames, it becomes extremely yeah. adult. That's hard yeah. core. I think this, I think officially, though, like if you look at Ooh. Sarah's uh, thing, this is rated as adult. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Sarah, I'm a big fan of that. For sure. I like the dirty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me more, give me 